You're listening to Confidently She, a podcast bringing a fresh, encouraging perspective on what it means to be a woman. Working through the hard, annoying, confusing challenges we all struggle with, regardless of size, status, or spiritual maturity. I'm your host, copywriter, and body confidence coach, Rebecca Biggie, and I believe it's okay to not be okay, but I also think you're going to be fine. We're all fine. So let's get started. Okay, so in the last episode, I talked about how to set up a dating profile to attract a Christian guy confidently right? Because it takes confidence to say who you really are and what you're all about and what you're looking for, especially when it's not a super, like, popular thing to be looking for, like, Christian-centered relationship. So now I guess I'll talk about um, what to do when you start, when you do find a guy, or no, 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 that's, that's taking it too far. We haven't found the guy yet. Okay, so now you're on Hinge, okay? You got your profile. You're good. You got your profile. And you're like, okay, so what do I do? Like, do I just wait for guys to like my pictures or comment on my my prompts? Or is it okay if I like guys' profiles and whatever? Yeah, I, I think it's, it's totally, totally okay for you to look through, you know, the profiles and like profiles of guys who who have it called out on their prompt responses that Jesus is important in their life. That is my, when I am liking other people's profiles, that is my, that's what I'm looking for. If they have actively called it out, then I will usually like that prompt and say something like, yeah, that's awesome, like, whatever, me too, or something like that, okay? But what I don't do is send likes and stuff to guys that it isn't really clear that that's important to them, because that, because if it is important to them, then they can find my profile and they can kind of show me that, that they're interested. You know, does that make sense? It's like, if I'm going out looking then I'm looking for someone who has explicitly mentioned going to church, Jesus, God, something centered around that relationship. That's what I look for if I'm matching with profiles. But if if a that shows up in who likes me, if guys show up in who likes me, I'll look at their profile and just kind of see what they if if I think that we'd be a good fit. And if I think that we'd have some common interests, then I'll match with them and I wait to see if they reach out to me. That's what I do. I'm not saying that this is the perfect way. I'm not saying this is the right way. I'm saying this is what I do. And this is what I, the decision I have come to with all of it, because that's, that's how I've ended up finding guys who their faith is important to them without wasting time getting caught up in you know, getting to know guys who it's not going to be a good fit long-term. So let's say, let's say for argument's sake, you find a guy and on his profile it says, you know, my typical Sunday looks like going to church, 
um, meeting up with my small group afterwards and like having dinner together. Oh, great. That sounds like someone who's living in Christian community. I will like that prompt. Okay. Then turns out, you know, he matches with you. He thinks that you are cool too. Um, and he says, hi, awesome lady. (laughs) I like your profile. How's your day going? You know, so like he's reached out to you. Okay, so now you can like start chatting and whatever. I think if he doesn't suggest meeting you within the first week of of chatting a bit to to move on. Because some people are just looking for pen pals. Like, they're, they don't want to date someone. They just want to feel like someone is there and someone cares about them. That's not what you're looking for. That's, that's not what Christian dating is. You're not just using people to make you feel significant, even if you're not interested in, like, having a relationship with them. So you need to be careful of that, that you're not doing this for just, like, attention or validation. So I do believe that the guy should be the one to initiate that first, hey, let's meet. Hey, let's go for coffee. Hey, what are you doing this weekend type of thing? Because, again, you want to be with a guy who's, like, okay, I'll just talk from my perspective. I want to be with a guy who's, like, I can't believe that this Rebecca girl wants to be with me. She is awesome. And I want to see her and I want to meet her and get to know her before she goes and dates someone else. Like, I've found someone that I really like and I don't want to lose my chance with her. That's that's the perspective that I believe my future husband will have when he meets me. He'll be like, this girl is really special and I want to get to know her and see if we could could really make this thing work you know? And I want to feel the same way about him. I want to be like, oh, <laughs> this guy, this guy is really awesome. And I, I want, I will absolutely say yes to a date with him. I, and I'll make it clear that I enjoyed myself and I would like to see him again. Like, I'm not going to play games with him because I want to be honest and let him know, like, yes, I am interested in you. And I would be very happy and thankful and grateful to be your girlfriend, you know, down the road, right? So, so there needs to be that mutual level of like excitement. And, and there's a difference between excitement and realizing that you met someone really special and infatuation, right? Like you don't want to be infatuated with them. You don't want to be like, oh, oh, I'm in love and he's amazing. It's so great. And, uh, you know, like you don't want your heart to be pulled too quickly because then there might be some red flags that you are blind to. So I think... You wait for the guy to ask you out. And and that's not a popular that's not popular advice these days. And that's not advice that I would give like a few years ago. A few years ago I would say, yeah, if you want to meet someone, you know, ask them out. Like go 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 for it. Go get it. But it's like, do you really want to be in a relationship where you have to go get him? I don't. And I don't think that that's what God wants for us as women. And that doesn't mean that we can't be confident and we can't be, we can't have standards or, or, or have some sort of control or, or say in the relationship. It just means 
I want to be pursued and I have the confidence to be patient until the right person is going to put in the effort to pursue me because it's about effort, right? Like if you're not putting in effort to see me, then I'm, then I'm not going to see you. Like apparently then I'm not that special to you and that's fine, but then I'm not going to force it. And only a passive man will allow a woman to pursue him. A passive man is going to be attracted to a woman who pursues him. And I will no longer be with passive men. I was with a passive man. I almost married a passive man. And that was the most lonely relationship I've ever been in. Um, and I'm not saying that that's, that's how it would be if if you dare to ask a guy out for coffee. But I'm just saying, like, these are the, that's a sign of what's to come and it might not be what you want. So be careful with that. Um, So let him ask you out. Okay. And I am a big fan of non-commitment first dates. Like, like either an activity that you really enjoy that like you would have done otherwise like my my best first date ever i will this is this probably will forever be my best first date was we went rock climbing which was so fun and then we went to dinner afterwards and it was just like so enjoyable i you know we had a second date and it was fine um it was actually with a pastor and he told me that he thought that i would get bored with him and eventually he was like, I, I really like you, but I just don't think that our vision of the future is the same. And I think that you would get bored with me after some time. And I want to save both of us the heartache and and not pursue this. And I was like, wow, OK. All right. Anyway, um, so it was rock climbing. And that was fun. And that was something that I would have done regardless of, of if he would have asked me out. So it's like I was going to have fun because at least I was doing an activity that I enjoy. So you can either do that or just coffee. Like coffee is such a non-committal or like a drink. Have one drink, have one cup of coffee, be like, hey, yeah, you know, I I do have something later or whatever. Like so that you give yourself an out if it's just not a good fit. Like what you don't want to do is sign up for this whole evening because if you meet the guy and within 10 minutes you're like, oh my gosh, I do not want to spend any more time with you. Like then you're stuck, right? But if it's just coffee, if it's just getting to know someone, then it's not as scary. It's not a big deal. If you're doing an activity that you like anyway, then you'll at least enjoy doing that part of it. But I, I mean, I'm just a, I, I'm also a big fan of guys choosing what to do on a first date. And if a guy is like, oh, like, let's go to dinner, you can suggest, you can always counter offer. That's one thing that I think that we forget, that it's like, I would prefer if a guy asks me out and suggests an activity, a time, a place, okay? I then can say, you know what? That sounds like that sounds like a good plan. However, can we meet for coffee? Um, I have a busy week and like I don't know if I have that much time to do like a full night. 
you know, or, or I, I really only have like an hour or so that evening. So like, I would love to just meet you and then maybe we can plan something later. You know, like you can counter offer. And especially in a Christian relationship, you want a man to be able to lead in some way. And this is like a very practical, simple way to lead. So, all right. They've suggested, you know, going to grab coffee. Great. So, if you, if you meet this guy and you start liking him, like, that, it, it really should only take one or two dates to see if you, you actually get along. And after the first date, I think that, you know, the guy should say if he wants to see you again. You know, like, let him pursue you a little bit more. Because, again, if we're talking about the guy who's going to someday ask you to marry you, Asking you on a second date should not be that scary. Like, if this is the guy who's going to have the guts to, like, commit and marry you someday, he should be able to ask you on a second date if he likes you. So at the end of that first date, like, if the guy has not made it clear that, like, this was fun, I want to see you again, then depending on how you felt, like, if you had a really good time and you really want to see him, I think it's okay to, like, send him a text to be like, hey, that was really fun. Like, I would love to see you again. I think that's okay because, like, he did take the first step of, like, asking you on the date. And sometimes I think guys are afraid that if they, that girls are just saying yes to be nice. Um, So it's okay to, like, reinforce that, like, hey, yes, I do like you. Yeah, I did have a good time. I would like to see you again. Um, but kind of just saying, like, it'd be great to see you again, leaves an opportunity for him to then be like, yes, let's set some, like, when do you have time later this week or whatever. But if you say, that was really great. I would like to see you. Um, let, let's go to a, let's have dinner sometime. Or like basically asking him out on a second date. That's a different dynamic right? Like, you can open it up to be like, I'd love to see, it would be, it would be great to see you again without straight up, right out asking him on a second date, you know? So that's kind of like the beginning stages of dating. And, and you're in that phase for a long time. And I really don't think that, I mean, I don't go on many first dates. I really, really don't. I go on very few first dates and even fewer second dates. Um, but after two dates, if I want to see this guy again, then I kind of back off on the dating apps, right? Because it's like, well, what's the goal here? If you've seen someone twice and you plan to see them for a third time, I really don't think you should be like talking to other people until you see where this goes. Unless you kind of were talking to, this is the other thing, like, let's say you match with like three or four guys all at once, you know, and they all kind of asked you out or they all were kind of talking to you at the same time. And you see one first, then you see another one and then like second date with that guy and and whatever. Like, don't add more to the mix if one of the guys is really standing out. Like, yeah, you can give the other guys a chance. You can meet meet them. You know, it's like we all kind of started talking at the same time. So like, I'll give you a chance. Like, I'll, I'll meet you to see kind of what, who you are and what you're all about. Um, but but then if you've if you've met the guys that you've matched with and that you are interested in and there's one that really stands out and that you'd like to see for a third time like stop adding more people to it because then what is going to happen if you keep talking to more people 
while you're kind of dating but not exclusively dating one guy, you're just going to have that syndrome of like what else is out there. Maybe another guy would be better. Maybe if I stay on the app long enough, then I'll meet this guy who's then going to be great and blah. And it's just like, no. This guy has impressed you enough to, to, to be on a third date with you. Like, you need to then put all of your dating energy into that guy. And your dating energy should not be the majority of the way that you spend energy, by the way. <laughs> The majority of how you're spending energy, the most important relationship should still be your relationship with God. And then your friendships and then, you know, work and and whatever. And like, does this dating thing should really only take up maybe like 20% of your, of your energy and focus and feelings, you know, that it should not suddenly move to number one because and it never should be number one, but it shouldn't suddenly just like break rank and and go all the way to the top because it hasn't really earned it yet, right? Like you don't really know this person yet. And yeah, they you think they're great, but like be cautious and be careful and make sure to remember that like you are whole without them. You will continue to be whole with them and they are not your, your world. And one thing that I like to just remind myself in all of this is that until he is your husband, he is your brother in Christ. So even if you go on a bad date, it's worth it to get to know another brother in Christ, right? It's like you're meeting a family member that you've never met before. It's like you're meeting a weird cousin that like, oh, how have I never met you before? Like, this is weird, but we're part of the same family. Like, let's get to know each other. We don't have to be best friends. We don't have to date. But it's worth it to get to know where they're at and who they are and what their walk with God looks like. And then you don't take it as much of a, like, selfish approach, right? Because I think we can get really selfish when we're dating. Like, oh, what do I want? Who am I looking for? And and this is the time that I get to decide who I want to be with. And it's like, yeah, okay. But, like, we're dealing with real people here. This is another person in the world, not only just another person, but another person fellow believer and you need to respect them and you need to be kind to them and you need to be honest with them and communicate with them. You need to be fair to them and keep asking yourself, what is fair to them in this situation? What can I say? What can I do to make sure that I'm not hurting them or that I'm not making them wonder or keeping them guessing? The thing that comes to mind for me is Galatians 6.10. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. So, I mean, it's as simple as that. Like, we are supposed to do good to all people, especially in our dating life, and especially to our fellow believers. Like, they're our brothers in Christ. And... Even if it doesn't work out, even if you don't see them again, like you, 
stop making it about your dating objectives. Like, oh, you weren't the one for me. I don't want to see you again. That was such a waste of time. Like, oh, I'm feeling so discouraged because this guy didn't live up to what I wanted him to be. Stop it. Yes, it's just, it can be disappointing. Sure. But that guy is also a brother in Christ just trying to find his wife. Like, come on, like, give him a break. Okay. Um, and, and you don't have to feel like weird about it or, or take it personally if, if it wasn't what you wanted. And something that I struggle with that that's hard for me is like, I'm not afraid that they're not going to like me. I'm afraid that I'm not going to like them. And, and that's tough. And, and that's like, oh, I don't want to go on this date if it's just going to be some awkward conversation and it's not going to work out anyway. And so I've just kind of tried to change my perspective to like, okay, well, even if it doesn't, it's fine. Like you're meeting, if you are dating in the way that I described and like actually only going on dates with guys who are your brothers in Christ, like it's worth it to meet them, to know them for an hour or two, and then just move on. Like that's, it's okay. And it's not a waste of time because we want to do good to the family of the of believers, those who belong to the family of believers. Not that you have license to treat other people poorly, but like it's different, right? And and dating Christian men really feel should feel more like spending time with <laughs> with a family member. I I mean, I haven't been in a serious relationship with a Christian guy, so I don't know what that is like, but what I would want it to be like and what I'm going to try to have it be like is two people who love the Lord spending time together, understanding each other, learning to love each other, in a God-honoring way, loving each other the way that I would love any other guy in my connection group, any other girl in my connection group, like learning to love him in a way that's a brother in Christ until we decide whether or not we are going to get married. And that looks like really just deep friendship. And that's why it shouldn't be so difficult to break up with someone because it's like, you know what? I still want to be your friend. I love our friendship, but I just don't think that we are cut out to to do the romantic relationship, to do the forever relationship. I love being your friend right now, but the forever thing, I don't see it. So we shouldn't continue to, to date and you should be able to figure that out rather quickly. Like, like not in like two months, but, but in like a year. I think a year, depending on what stage of life you're in, and I'm 26, I know what I want in life. And I would be okay with dating someone for about a year and, and getting engaged. Or, or maybe less, depending on the guy, you know, like there's no... There's no timeline. There's no recommended time frame. But I think sometimes it just like drags out too long. And then there's like, okay, why 
aren't you getting married? There's a reason you haven't yet. And that might mean it's not a fit. So, so dating in general feels different. I remember, okay, so there was, there was a guy, um, in my church that I was like, oh, I'm like, I don't know if this guy is just like a really kind hearted, good Christian man, or if he is interested in me. I'm like, I I don't know the difference. And I actually, I had to ask my small group leader. I was like, hey, um, so I don't know what it's like to date a Christian guy. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know what it feels like to, to, like, I don't know if this love he's showing me is like intentional. I don't know if he's being intentional about this or if this is just how he loves everyone because he's a really great guy. And and I think that it might be how he loves everyone, but I'm just curious, like, does he ever say things like this to you? Or like, does he ever suggest these types of things to you? Like, does, does he talk like this to you? Um, and so it was kind of funny because I was like, I don't know, like, what it looks like to, to date a Christian guy. Like, what does that mean? Um, and so in learning that, and and figuring out what that looks like it's it's honestly like so so my small group leader said she was like christian christian guys are usually very um cautious and they because they don't want to make you feel uncomfortable and so they're like loving intentionality like might feel like just a good friend but she's like, if you're, if you're being asked to hang out in like a one-on-one setting, that's kind of like a date. Um, whereas sometimes worldly men, like they'll ask you like, oh, hey, do you want to come to this thing with me? And like, maybe sometimes it isn't in like a, in, a romantic interest way. Um, because it's kind of more normal for guys and girls to hang out as friends one-on-one in in the world but that but in the christian culture it's just kind of like you hang out as a, in a group and if you're hanging out one on one it's kind of like yeah it's because you you might have feelings for each other or one person has feelings for them so that was something that i kind of learned i was like oh okay so like if someone asks me to do something that that like singles me out to to do something that might be them kind of showing their interest okay um but again, it's at a certain point, I also think like you should start just hanging out in a group setting with the guy you're dating and your friends and your friends from church. And like your friends from church should also be the friends you, you know, have normally. But invite him to a game night. Invite him to an event that, you know, your friends are, invite him over to your friend's house, something that you and your friends are doing. Invite him with. Because, and and kind of towards the beginning of the relationship, I think, because then you aren't so invested, you can still be objective if your friends raise some concerns. If they're like, hey, this is kind of like a red flag that I see. Um, But they need to, you need to make sure that they've actually met the guy, right? Like, I think sometimes friends will call out red flags in someone after hearing a story secondhand. And I don't think that that is wisdom. Because unless you have met the person, unless you know and have seen interactions and and know context 
for what's going on, your opinion is just going to be based in assumptions. Right? Like you need context in order to make an accurate assessment of of what's going on. So I think that it's a good thing to, you know, on maybe like a fourth or fifth date or fourth or fifth time you've seen someone, invite them to hang out with your friends and see how that goes because you want to know the dynamic that they bring to your life. And, and if this is the person, right, that you're going to marry someday, you want them to like your friends and you want your friends to be excited for you that you are with someone like that, right? Because we've all been in the relationship where, well, I don't want to bring him around my friends because he doesn't like my friends or my friends don't like him or blah, blah, blah. And if your friends love Jesus and your boyfriend loves Jesus, there's no reason they shouldn't all get along, right? Like that's that's one thing that's really nice about Christian way of living is that, well, we all have this same baseline of what love looks like and what what we're all trying to do here and what's important and what's what's not important and and what gives people value and and as long as everybody is focused on Jesus there shouldn't be any differences that you can't easily or calmly or respectfully work through and overcome and support each other at the end of the day so that's kind of like just simple. I mean, dating dating isn't really covered in the Bible, but I think we just try to complicate it, right? Like, seek every opportunity to do good to others, especially those who belong to the family of God. So you are meeting another brother in Christ. You need to be kind to him. You need to be patient. You need to be, um, you need to consider maybe what he's going through. And you don't want to be pursuing him, but you can make it known that you're interested or that you like him or or just like call out things that you like about him, right? Like, (laughs) I think sometimes we're afraid to just like say the things that we appreciate about other people, but that's one of the simplest ways to show you're interested in someone without opening yourself up to much, like, rejection or vulnerability. Like, you can't be rejected in that situation. If you're like, you're a really wonderful person to be around. And they're like, thank you. And that's, like, the last thing you hear from them. It's like, oh, okay, well, at least I said something nice. Like, (laughs) you know, like, like, it's a nice thing to say. And that's worth saying, even if it doesn't lead to anything else. Um... I think that it's always worth saying true compliments to people's character. And remember that you are fulfilled and whole in your relationship with God. And you don't need a relationship with a man in order to be significant as a woman. You don't need a relationship with a man in order to be loved or validated as a woman. You just don't. We are designed for relationship. We are designed for that. So it is good and it is healthy and it is natural to have that as a desire in your heart. But don't get that confused with, if I don't have this, I have less value 
and less worth than the women who do. Because that starts to create envy. And that starts to create comparison and competing and believing that that you are less than or that you are missing something and you are missing nothing. And that is in the Bible. It says those who fear him lack nothing. So you lack nothing. You are complete. You are whole in your journey and walk with God. And you can have confidence in that.